Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking, and you've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and <laughs> this week's show is an exciting entire episode with the candidate running for in the Republican primary for mayor of New York City, Curtis Sleva, and we're going to have Curtis on. And we're going to talk about him running for mayor. And if he gets the Republican nomination, how is he going to win a general election when the uh, Democrats overwhelmingly, uh, there are just so many more than there are Republicans in New York City. Yet we know that Rudy Giuliani once was mayor of New York City. And and he still have people who love him and would love for him to be mayor again. So can uh, Curtis... Uh, Sleva go into uh, the mayorship of New York City as a Republican with Rudy Giuliani endorsed him and others have endorsed him and so we're going to put him on the air and we're going to get to him real quick here let me just remind everybody that uh, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net you can go back in the archives uh, we had a great show with uh, Alan Der- Dershowitz uh, last month and we've had some great interviews and insights on our economy and so i just remind everybody go back look in the archives and we enjoy you telling your friends and neighbors about doc holiday's rock splitting politics around the country got more and more listeners because of what you're doing going out telling your friends and neighbors sending a link and say listen to this show so thank you for listening thank you for our new uh listeners across the country and even around the world so yes we appreciate our listeners around the globe and it's easier to do than ever with the internet now and so uh i can't respond to all the emails but thank you for listening and continue to tell your friends and neighbors about doc holiday's rock splitting politics as we do look into all the exciting things that are happening in the world of politics in this time of change and look and where we need to go we want to stand on the constitution stand for freedom we want more freedom more liberty around this nation and we do it by telling people about the people like curtis uh, sleva who are standing up strong for what we need in america and he's standing up strong in a in a socialist uh, big neighborhood called new york city but it's not all socialist and that's why i believe curtis sleva could very well be the next mayor of New York City. So take a listen to this exciting interview. Curtis, welcome to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We're glad to have you, and I know that you're uh, in the middle of a campaign, Republican primary for uh, mayor of New York City. Uh, How's your campaign going, Curtis? 
Well, Doc, uh, it's quite unusual. Most Republicans and even Democrats, uh, they campaign above ground uh, right. in the streets and to selected audiences. Uh, I'm a bit different. I'm a populist Republican. I spend most of my time down in the subways of New York City where not only do I greet the voters, but I protect them from all the predators that are causing an increase in crime. Well, uh, we <clears throat> I don't live in New York City, but we keep up. Like all Americans, New York City is a vital part of our country, and we like to know what's going on. And through this, uh, the last couple of years, especially of COVID, it looks like New York City has been sort of shut down. I wasn't even aware how busy the subways are. So are the subways busy again in New York City? Well, the subways are getting busier. They're not what where they need to be. And that's because a lot of people who could use the subways to get around are choosing not to take the subways because of all the crime. You have a combination of emotionally disturbed persons who should be in mental health care facilities getting their medicine, roaming about a danger to themselves and everyone else in the subway. You have homeless people living in the subway. They shouldn't be in the subways. They should be in shelters. And then you have gangs who go from car to car in the subways, uh, just hitting people randomly. It's sort of like a clockwork orange, uh, assaulting them and robbing them. So, they made the use of the subway dangerous again, like it was when I started the Guardian Angels back in the 1970s. So a lot of right. people were avoiding the subways. Well, you are running for mayor, and you got two hills to climb. First, you got to win a Republican primary, and if you do that, then you got to, uh, of course, win a general election in a heavily Democratic city. But let's let's look at the first. The Republican primary, uh, that is coming up very soon. In fact, what day do people need to vote for the primary? Well, that'll be Tuesday, uh, June 22nd. And uh, just a week ago, I got the best endorsement you could have when you're running for mayor in the city of New York. The greatest mayor of our lifetime, Rudy Giuliani, said that Curtis Lee was the best man at the right time, the right place to save New York City. Uh, so I welcomed his endorsement because nobody ever did a better job in in getting our city back on track from the crime wave in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s before he became mayor. And and uh, I almost called you mayor. I hope you will be mayor. But uh, <laughs> with, with Rudy Giuliani's backing and endorsement, then you, how do you have a blueprint like Rudy used i mean everything has changed new york has changed but at the same time you, you talk about the crime how do you even tackle that how, how do you even how do you if you become mayor what's your plan to tackle uh what you just described in the subways well number one as you pointed out originally there is a tremendous uh, difference in terms of the number of republicans registered to vote and democrats it's about a six to one ratio right So assuming I win the uh, Republican primary this Tuesday on the 22nd, because I'm favored, the most recent poll said I was 36 points ahead. Great. Uh, Then when you get into the general election, the Democrat has a distinct advantage. Yes. But luckily, I'll be running also on an independent line. It's actually called the independent line. So all those people who would never vote for me because I'm a Republican would do so as an independent. 
And we also have a number of issues that sort of bring people together as opposed to split them up. For instance, uh, I have an animal welfare policy position. First time ever in New York City, no-kill shelters. We are not going to be killing dogs and cats any longer who are turned into the shelter system of New York City. Los Angeles has a no-kill shelter system. So does Austin, Texas. It's the best way to go. And I find that even a lot of liberals and progressives, when they hear that that's my policy position, because I live the life. I live with my wife, and we re- we've rescued 15 cats from wow. being euthanized. Uh, they they look at that and they say, well, let's give Curtis Lee a second look. Yeah, he, he cracks down on crime, but he's compassionate when it comes to helping animals, helping the homeless, and helping emotionally disturbed persons. So at least they give me a second look on the independent line. And meantime, nobody questions my credentials in terms of crime fighting. I've been doing it for 42 years as leader of the Guardian Angels, both in New York City in the parks, in the streets, and most importantly, the subways, but also in 13 countries and 130 cities now around the world where we have guardian angels. Well, that's uh, one thing I was going to ask you about, the guardian angels. How much is that still in your life? And and I remember as a young man in the 70s, uh, you know, what, what you did and started in New York City, and it did spread to other places. And you know how to, to, to defeat crime. One thing that all americans love is our freedom and when you are in fear of walking in the city and i've been in new york city um and and it was uh wasn't under giuliani but after just after he had cleaned things up and and i loved i never felt fearful in new york city and yet from what you're describing i mean it's gone uh back down and and you lose your freedom when you have to walk in fear Yes, and unfortunately, we have reverted to that, what had transpired in the 70s and 80s uh, and early 90s, which made New York City the murder capital of America. Uh, And it's sort of like you'd have to crawl into the belly of the beast when you were visiting here. Uh, I I know what needs to be done. I, I stood side by side with Rudy Giuliani when he was mayor, and he often credits the work of me and the Guardian Angels for helping to make New York City safe again. So I did it once before with Rudy's help, and I'll be able to do it again because I know the formula, and that is you got to support the police, you got to fund the police, and you have to let the police be proactive, not reactive. you got to stand up to the likes of AOC, All Out Crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who wants to neuter the police. Well, you talked about being proactive, and then you got uh, AOC and others talking about defunding. So... And, and you're at a 61 Democrat to Republican ratio, and it just seems about impossible how you could win. And yet there are so many people who do fear losing their freedom or losing their freedom and being, walking around in fear that uh, maybe even some of the liberal Democrats say, hey, th- you know, we got to have peace in, in this city, and it's not going to come through defunding the police. Well, let me, uh, let me hearken you back to a time in which Mario Cuomo was the iconic symbol of the Democratic Party. Uh-huh. He was on his way to running for the presidency of the United States and was the odds-on favor at that time. Right. A guy named George Pataki, who nobody knew, a Republican from a small town in upstate New York, said, I will challenge uh, this Goliath. 
And like David, he slew Goliath. Unexpectedly, nobody thought that George Pataki could beat Mario Cuomo. So when people immediately discount what the, Demo- uh, the Republicans can do, they have to think, Pataki beat Mario Cuomo. That was considered impossible. And it can happen again because the issue here is law and order, public safety. The voters do not trust the Democrats when it comes to that, because every time we've had a Democratic mayor or a Democratic governor, we've had anarchy, chaos, and high crime. The only time that we've had peace, uh, we've had, uh, uh, with that prosperity uh, and a strong economy, is when Republicans were mayor and Republicans were governor. So I think a lot of people with common sense, especially moderate Democrats, understand that. And they'll be more than willing not just to listen to me, but to potentially vote for me, too. Well, I know you'll need that. And one of the things that I I believe comes out of the AOC, the socialist wing that uh, that's uh, basically in the mayor's office now, just out and out socialist. One of these things is called uh, the uh, no bail policy where uh, there's. Criminals don't have to post any bail, and they just walk in and out of jail. So can you explain a little bit about how that has increased crime in New York, or do you believe it has increased crime in New York? Oh, there's no doubt. And the author of that bill, so that a charged criminal does not have to post any kind of bail, is Andrew Cuomo, the governor. We'll We'll call him for these purposes, turn him loose, Andrew Cuomo. And so no matter how violent the crime, no matter how much of a repeat offender you are, all you do is you get tickets when you commit these crimes of violence and you're turned back into the street. Now imagine you expected, oh, I'm going to be remanded to jail with bail. And you find out there's no bail and you return to the streets. Well, that's just uh, that just encourages you to go out there and do it more and more. There are no consequences for your actions. And we have found that there are criminals coming in from other states, especially from south of the Mason-Dixon line, mm-hmm. North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, who realize that for the same crimes you commit down south, you'll end up uh, serving time in a county jail or possibly state prison. But in New York City, you commit that same crime, including robbing a bank. And as long as nobody was shot or injured in, in the course of you robbing the bank, you're going to be released back into the streets. So let me ask you a question. Mm. Where would you want to end up robbing a bank? North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, where you get locked up and they throw away the key? Or New York City, where as long as you don't shoot somebody, you're going to be released, no bail, uh, mm. to go out there and do it again. Well, you know, that's that's where, do you think voters understand that? It seems to me they would, but I, I don't live in New York City. But do you think New York City voters are starting to see the consequences of uh, such a policy? Well, when I first announced uh, uh, my candidacy to become mayor of the city of New York as a Republican, I was the last to announce on March 15th. Mm-hmm. And I said that my primary platform was law and order, uh, return of quality of life, zero tolerance. And everyone poo-pooed that. Now, all of a sudden, some of the Democrats have had an epiphany because in the, their own poll amongst likely Democratic voters. Crime is the number one issue. It used to be reform the police, uh, defund the police. That was last summer. Now all of a sudden, it's refund the police and more police. So that's, that's changed within 12 months. And some of the Democratic candidates are reflecting that. But to be honest with you, 
they're just they're just following the polls. Their heart and soul is not into that as mine is. And I think a lot of moderate Democrats and the growing number of independents, because a lot of the hipsters and millennials, they don't they don't register when they register to vote as either a Democrat or a Republican. They don't have those kind of loyalties. Uh-huh. They prefer the status of being independent so they can be swayed. And I've gone into neighborhoods where the only Republican that people have ever seen. Well, I'm going to stop you right there, Curtis. <laughs> and I know everybody wants to know. <laughs> He's been in what kind of neighborhoods, but the only Republican they've ever seen is who? Well, I'm going to let him answer that question in just a minute. But let me remind everybody, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. Glad to have you. Continue to tell your friends and neighbors, hey, I hope you send this link out to all the people that you know. Just about everybody knows someone who lives in New York City. So send this link to them, the important mayor's election coming up, and also send it to your friends around the country and let people know who Curtis Sleva is, and I'm so glad he's on the show. And also, if you don't have the book called Bedrock Truths, then you need to go to www.docholiday.org. Holiday got two L's in it, but go there and order the book Bedrock Truths, written by Dr. Ed Holiday. Dr. Alveda King, and Dr. Alex McFarland. We'd love to get that book out to you. Order that, and we'll get that out to you. And now, let's get back to our show with this uh, exciting mayor's race and someone who's willing to say what needs to be said, standing up strong for what America needs. We need somebody that knows how to put fear into the criminals instead of the criminals putting fear into law-abiding citizens so let's uh continue our show with curtis sleva and i've gone into neighborhoods where the only republican that people have ever seen is abraham lincoln on a five dollar bill okay yeah i can believe that that gives you an idea of where i'm accepted in the projects in the urban inner city so they'll listen to me whereas they might not listen to any other Republican. Well, you do have respect there. And now, the time I visited New York City, I was working for missions team, and we spent a lot of time in Brooklyn feeding the homeless and helping out in different missions and and just going through some of the, the neighborhoods that were really uh, not not on the, uh, the tour schedule. And, and I realized there's some tough people. There's some people who've had a tough life. And I know you know how to speak. But how do you get those people to believe in you and say, this is the man we want to be our mayor? You got to be honest, and you have to utilize tough love. You can't capitulate to mob rule. So when you see men and women who have a series of problems, whether it's psychotic disorders, alcohol, or drug abuse, you must address them. You cannot suddenly just dismiss those problems You have to say, we will help you if you help yourself. Mm -hmm. But if you choose not to help yourself, then we have no other choice but to lock you up to protect you from yourself and to protect you, uh, protect society from you. So you can't sort of lay the person down on a couch, try to figure out why all the furniture is upstairs and rearranged in the wrong rooms, you got to be very specific, very straightforward, and say, look, we're here to help you. But if you're not going to help yourself, 
we're going to make sure you are not a menace to society and you're not a menace to yourself. A lot of people don't like that. That's like when we were kids and mom would give us cod liver oil first thing in the morning because she said it was good for you. Uh, Just assume this is like forcing the homeless, the emotionally disturbed, those with emotional issues, uh, alcohol or drug abuse, to take that cod liver oil in the morning because it's good for them. And then if they choose not to accept what's being offered to them and they've committed crimes, you have no choice but to lock them up. Well, that gets us to the point. I know you have got uh, undisputed uh, lifetime of working law and order and and protecting uh, people from criminals. But now let's look at, as Mayor uh, Curtis, look at uh, reopening businesses and the financial. The you know New York City is known as the financial backbone of America when you look at uh, Wall Street, stock market, all the financial institutions there. And yet so many people and, and companies have been working remotely. So it's really changed the f- face of New York City or downtown. So what what is your goal? Uh, what How do you get New York to have a re, re-emergence and a resurgence of uh, financial uh, of strength and viability? Well, there's no panacea. There's no magic solution. We're going to be $5 billion in debt as a city uh, once the new year begins. So you're going you're gonna, to, again, you're going to have to be honest with people and say, we're going to have to learn to do more with less because unlike the federal government that just prints money, they're out of control printing money, which is going to leave a burden to our children and children's children because someone's going to have to pay that. Uh, you can't do that in a city. You can't raise the debt ceiling, deficit city. Uh, deficit ceiling. You've got to have a balanced budget. And so you're going to have to be a straight shooter with the public. You're going to have to say, look, whatever ideas come down the pipe, we're going to have to do more with less. Some businesses have left and are coming back. We wish them no malice, no harm. A lot of people will continue to work from their homes because it's cost effective for business and it's a better quality of life for the employee and they're getting just as much work done. And then, remember, because of the lockdown and the pandemic, e-commerce, which was booming before the lockdown, is doing even better. So a lot of the mom-and-pop shops are not coming back. A lot of the mid-sized businesses are not coming back. So you got to figure out a way to repurpose that space and also give first-time entrepreneurs an opportunity to get involved. Because what you have in New York City is a series of uh, strangling rules and regulations you got to pay money for licenses permits and so i want to make that uh one-stop shopping where for two years you don't pay anything you're, you're willing to get into business we help you to help yourself uh, that's the only way we're going to get back on track but if anybody thinks they can turn this around overnight well like most politicians they're just lying to the voters well curtis what you just said is you know looking at entrepreneurs, how can you cut through the red tape? How can you cut through what has been built up over decades of uh, really constraining people who have bright ideas and want to invest energy in starting new businesses, say, New York City? So how can you, in reality, cut through that red tape? Can you get through the city uh, council? Can you get through those who are um, the bureaucrats that are in charge how does the mayor cut through there and say, we're going to help the entrepreneur here in New York City? Well, you don't depend on government. The more you depend on government, 
to take care of you from the cradle to the grave, the worst off things are. We are the epicenter, as you mentioned, of capitalism. We are the economic engine, not just for New York City, New York State, America, but for the world. Mm. We're not socialism as AOC would like us to become, socialist. So what you do is you say, look, uh, capitalism says if there's an oversupply and no demand, then obviously it's time to let's make a deal. So those with real estate interests, landlords, those who hold mortgages, those who pay leases or rent, this is the perfect time to sit down and figure out and negotiate amongst themselves. I mean, government can help as an oversight just to bring parties together. Mm-hmm. But they shouldn't be making decisions. They should let the marketplace determine what is viable and what is not viable because nobody wants to be out of business and everybody wants to get into business. You just got to facilitate it, but you let people do that on their own. They're much better when they're not constrained by government. The moment you get government in, it mucks everything up. Government does not help these small mom and pop shops, these mid-level sized businesses, but capitalism can unless the realtors and those who hold the mortgages and wall street, wants to declare Chapter 11 because they're sitting on so much empty space. I mean, it's a perfect opportunity to bring back the old Monty Hall situation. What would you prefer, door number one, door number two, door number three? It's time to let's make a deal and keep government out of it. When you talk about keeping government out of it, I know we're running uh, to the end of the interview here. I do have to ask this question because my audience, we've been talking about this over the last uh, few months especially, but... Everything, everybody looks at the old way, and, and times are changing. You look at uh, what's happened with COVID. It's pushed the remote uh, working from home, pushed all this technology. And right now, the financial sector is looking at uh, change with uh, cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies and then blockchain technology. Are How are you on top of the technology to help as mayor where you can use that new technology to help revitalize New York City and therefore revitalizing capitalism around the world. Uh, have you looked at that? Well, you can't be a curmudgeon. Uh, the country of El Salvador had to make a decision. Were they going to go fully into Bitcoin, uh, cryptocurrency, uh, Deutschcoin? They chose, no, they're going to keep the dollar as the stabilizing influence. But more and more, increasingly more and more, the world is moving towards the technologies that have been created and obviously the currencies of the future. So we can be a curmudgeon. We can take the old attitude, oh, no, no, that's not the way to go. But we can't let the world get ahead of us. And we certainly can't let the red Chinese or the European Union get ahead of us because we already have enough to do to recover. We are the economic engine of the world, and if the world moves in that direction, we must lead, not follow. So we shouldn't be afraid of what we don't know. We should just dive into it, get control of it, and understand it's a volatile currency, but it can be stabilized. It just is going to take time. Well, I'm glad you've thought about that, and uh, uh, Curtis Lever, I... I, I respect you. I'm glad you're running for the Republican primary. Good luck next week, and I hope you get that, and then I hope you start building the base for that general election because you, you know you'll take Democrats and others, but I'm glad to see that you got a vision 
for the future. You're not stuck in the past. You know what works. You've seen what Rudy Giuliani's done and, and Governor Pataki taking on uh, who, who nobody thought Cuomo could be beat as governor back in the 90s. And yet you see all that and you put it together in 2021. And I believe like Rudy Giuliani, you are the man to bring New York City back and therefore help bring back capitalism and a resurgence around the world. So good luck to you. And uh, I'll give you a minute to just say what you want to tell the people of New York City and the country. Well, Doc, uh, I appreciate your tactical air support. But if people would like to know more about what my campaign is uh, about to save New York City, they just go to Curtis Sliwa for mayor.com that's curtis sliwa for mayor.com and i promise you doc when i get into the general election and we're slugging it out in the center of the ring i'll keep you and your audience fully informed because let's face it uh saving new york city is not just important to the residents of new york city and to the tri-state area but to the entire country because without tourism without some of your listeners wanting to venture to New York City to spend their money and have a good time, New York City can never, ever recover. That's why we need safe subways, safe streets, safe parks, and I'm just the candidate who can do that. Well, I've learned a long time ago we got to work together around this nation, around this country, and I hope I hope to be calling you Mayor <laughs> uh, Curtis soon. So God bless you, and uh, yes, we, we definitely want to stay in touch. Oh, my pleasure. I've reached my hands across America down to M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Okay. All right. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, Doc. Well, that was Curtis recognizing that uh, our, our show does come from Tupelo, Mississippi. And that's where Elvis Presley was born. So we have listeners around the country. Love each and every one of you. Even our liberal friends who listen in because... We even our liberal friends knows New York City is in trouble. They need a new mayor. So the Democrats in New York, the ones with brains, the ones that think and want more freedom and not fear <laughs> crime, uh, they'll be voting for Curtis Sleva, I believe. And that's why I believe Curtis Sleva can be the next mayor of New York City. And like we talked about in our show, if he becomes mayor, he can put the pieces of the puzzle together to help a resurgence of capitalism and and the engine of capitalism like he said not just for america but for around the world is new york city we need to see it come back and emerge and like we like to say about america not only to make america great again to make it the best it's ever been i'll say the same about new york city curtis sleeva needs to be the next mayor of new york city not only to make New York City great again, to make it the best it's ever been. If you live in New York City, get out next week, June 22nd, and vote in the Republican primary for Curtis Sleva. And get ready to support his candidacy because we need him as the next mayor of New York City. Hey, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. For those new listeners, continue on. Each week we bring a show that you won't hear anywhere else right here on webtalkradio.net. Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. See you next week.
Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. We'll be right back.